Hey everyone, I'm Martina Abrahams, and welcome to You Had Me at Black. So late last year, we were invited to host a storytelling session at the Tech Inclusion Conference in San Francisco. Now, Tech Inclusion is a really, really cool event that brings together entrepreneurs, investors, policymakers, and different diversity workers to talk about solutions to the tech industry's diversity and inclusion issues. So this week and next week, we'll be sharing stories that we recorded during that event. And our first one comes from Hadia. Hadia is the founder of HBCU to Startup. Now, that's a community that brings together HBCU students and grads that work in tech startups or are interested in working in tech startups. But before Hadia became a founder, she was an engineer. And one day at her first job out of college, she received some really interesting and unexpected advice about how to handle workplace microaggressions. Here's what happened. I want you to breathe all this in. This is You Had Me at Black, the podcast where black millennials tell true life stories. The year is 2001. I had just graduated from college and landed my first role as a software engineer. And the only way that I can describe the team that I first worked with is Ghostbusters. In reality, we were actually hunting software bugs and not ghosts, but the Ghostbusters analogy actually works if I think about the cast of characters that I worked with on this team. We had Janine, I don't know if you remember her, she was the one with the glasses. Um, But our Janine, she actually made all of our software builds and um, she did quality assurance. We also had uh, Ignan, Um, I don't know if you remember him, but he was the brainiac of Ghostbusters. We also had a brainiac on our team where he was always there to kind of help you through some of your uh, code troubles. And then there's always the funny guy. Bill Murray, so we had our own Bill Murray. Uh, The only difference is that often him being the funny guy, we were often laughing at him instead of with him. So I'm about maybe a couple months into my first role as a software engineer, um, and we're a pretty close team. Um, We often grab lunch together, and we often work late, which often meant that we had to grab dinner together. This particular night, we went and we grabbed dinner together. Um, maybe we grabbed Chinese takeout from the, lake, from the local Chinese restaurant. We bring it back to the office and we're all sitting around the cafeteria and probably engaging in typical coworker banter. Maybe we're talking about what was on TV last night. Uh, maybe we're discussing sports. Anyhow, I'm sitting there and I'm probably stuffing my face with uh, some shrimp fried rice and Bill Murray leans in and he says to me, so what's this thing with black guys in this respect? And immediately, all I could do is give an awkward chuckle. One, because I can be awkward. Um, And two, because he's Bill Murray and often sometimes the things that he says are just funny. And in that moment of me awkwardly chuckling but still trying to process what he just said to me, Ignan, who completely out of character, pipes up and decides to do what he thinks is his impression of a black man. So he puffs up his chest and he says, 
I'm a black man, I'm a black man, I'm a black man. So awkwardness, offensive, everything just raised to a new level of 11. So I'm still trying to process what is happening or how I got to this conversation. And I could tell from my teammates that they have no idea of how comfortable I am or how awkward the situation is. Bill Murray still presses on and he says, no, seriously, what is it with black men and this thing about respect? And the only thing that I could respond to in that moment was, I don't know, why don't you go ask a black man? And I immediately decided that dinner time was over, got up, went back to my desk, and decided that I was just going to avoid them for the rest of the evening, which was a pretty stupid plan considering that I shared a cubicle with them. Um, so when they came back from the cafeteria and came to sit back, I made some excuse about having to go home earlier than what I had originally planned that night. So I'm home, and I'm going through a wide range of emotions. But the emotion that sticks out the most is anger. And I'm really angry. And the reasons why I'm angry have to do with, one, it's like having a group of friends that you're finally becoming cool with and then finding out, oh, they're just a tad bit racist. Um, I'm also angry because maybe I was naive at that time, but I was going to work having conversations with my coworkers as a coworker, but they were having conversations with a black coworker. And then I was angry because we were cool, but maybe we just weren't that cool. I mean, you can make fun of and talk about your family members as much as you want, but when other people talk about your family members, that's like drawing the line. And so those were all the emotions that I was feeling that, that night. So I decided I had to do something. Uh, what is there to do? I'm 20 years old and I'm probably the most annoying know-it-all that you would ever meet at that time. I decide that the best thing that I need to do is I need to now report this to HR. That's their job, right? They need to police conversations in the workplace. They need to make sure that we have a workplace that's comfortable for everyone, which means eliminate racist co comments in the workplace. And Honestly, if I'm, being if I'm being honest with myself, I probably wanted to report it to HR because I thought, that I, I thought that it meant getting them in trouble, whatever getting them in trouble with HR meant to me at that time. So I decide at, I decide at this moment that the best thing that I'm gonna do is I'm gonna report them to HR. I'm gonna go into work earlier than usual um, because everyone knows that engineers don't get in before 9 a.m. Um, the one thing that I didn't mention is that my manager is a black manager. And he's not just any black manager or a black man. If I had to describe him, he's like Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> so going in, first thing in the morning, I had this new plan and probably had a bit of confidence in my step knowing that I was going to go tell this story to Samuel L. Jackson walk in his office, and the first thing I say is, yeah, I need to report Bill and Egnon to HR. And so he immediately jumps up, and I guess any manager would jump up if their 20-year-old direct report female comes in and says they need to file a report against um, two of their male 
uh, direct reports. So he jumps up and he says, wait, wait, what's going on? Sh shuts the door, asks me to sit down, and asks me what happened. So I explained the whole story to him from start to finish. And in that moment that I am explaining the story to him, I realized that we are outside of the construct of manager and employee, but inside the construct of two black people sharing this experience in the workspace. When I finish sharing the story, he looks at me and he says, what do you wanna do? And I respond, I wanna do what I told you. I wanna report them to HR. And he immediately says, I will support you in whatever you want to do. And know this, you are a black female working in this industry. What you experienced yesterday is probably lightweight for some of the things that you are gonna experience throughout your career. You're gonna to have to decide how, you're going to, how you are going to handle conflict as it relates to you as a black woman in this space. And you're gonna to have to learn to choose your battles. So what is it that you wanna do? In that moment, um, I had in my head decided that I wasn't gonna no longer um, report them to HR, but I think I told him, I was like, well, let me think about it. The reason why I decided not to report them to HR is not really what's important in this story. What's important in the story, or the reason why I'm sharing this story, is two reasons. One, it probably includes some of the best career advice I've ever received in my life. Um, which includes not responding to conflict on emotion, but taking a step away and then coming back to it. The second is, if I hadn't had a black manager, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't have had that direct and honest feedback as it relates to me being a black woman. So as we are having conversations about diversity in tech and inclusion in the workplace, Many of us are now going to workplaces where we don't have someone in senior leadership or a manager who looks like us. And so my story to you is that even if you do not have someone in your workplace, try to find someone outside, a mentor or a peer outside of the organization who can serve as that Samuel L. Jackson for you to deal with some of these conflicts that you will come to in your career as it relates to your identity in that workplace. And that's my story. Thanks for listening to You Had Me at Black. Be sure to check out this episode's description for musical credits. And if you like what you just heard, head to youhadmeatblack.com slash b-side to subscribe to our newsletter and unlock access to exclusive videos, behind-the-scenes interviews, and specially curated music. That's youhadmeatblack.com slash b-side. Peace.